Hello and welcome to the Business Standard Morning Show. I'm Kanishka Gupta. It's the 20th of February 2024 and here are the questions we will be answering today. What is next after the electoral bonds ban? Are India's listed startups turning the corner? Will IT sector be the dark horse of 2024? And what is Sora AI? On Thursday, the Supreme Court of India quashed the much-debated electoral funding system involving electoral bonds. It sent shockwaves through India's political landscape. Advocates of transparency argue that this move may expose all those engaged in this contentious form of political financing just before the general elections. Shivam Tyagi and Ayush Mishra explore what lies ahead after the electoral bond. Electoral bonds, like promissory notes, allow individuals or companies in India to fund political parties. One of the key features of these bonds was the anonymity they provided to donors. And that's what the Supreme Court of India found unconstitutional. On February 15, a five-judge constitution bench of the Apex Court struck down the electoral bond scheme on the ground that they violate the right to information. The court argued that such details are crucial for a voter's ability to exercise the right to vote effectively. Electoral bond scheme is not the only scheme to curb black money. There are other alternatives, the top court said. As per the court mandate, now the State Bank of India must disclose data on electoral bond buyers and donors to political parties from 2019 to the Election Commission by March 6. The commission will then publish this information on its website by March 13. It's a very good judgment and uh, it, it has uh, struck down the uh, law which uh, could not be justified at all by the government. Uh, but according to me, uh, the judgment has fallen short of uh, not asking to refund this money to the people who have invested because this investment was done under the assurance of anonymity and secrecy. And now suddenly you make these names public for which uh, they may they have not agreed so this refund should have happened and if they were still interested in uh, say, giving the money back to the political party or if they give in writing that they want this money to continue with disclosure then only this money should remain with the political party anybody who was benefited by a, a completely unconstitutional law should not be permitted to uh, keep the uh, spoils of such uh, the electoral bond scheme was introduced in the finance bill in 2017 and was notified by the government in 2018. Electoral bonds ranging from 1000 to 1 crore rupees were available at all branches of State Bank of India. These were accessible through a KYC compliant account with no quantity restrictions for individuals or companies. They allowed undisclosed contributions and a full tax exemption. Between 2017 and 2023, the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party gathered the highest sum of anonymous donations, totaling around 6,566 crore rupees, making up 55% of total donations, as per data from the Election Commission and the Association for Democratic Reforms. The Indian National Congress secured a relatively lower amount of 1,123 crore rupees representing 9% of the donations. 
the All India Trinamool Congress also received 1092 crore rupees since 2017 the communist party of india marxist is the sole national party that did not accept donations from electoral bonds the state bank of india issued 16518 crore rupees worth of electoral bonds between march 2018 and january 2024 more importantly the sc judgment comes on the heels of the 18th lok sabha elections that are due in 2 months Archis Mohan of Business Standard elaborates on the political significance of the judgment. The Supreme Court verdict ridding the instrument of electoral bonds of their anonymity ensures a level playing field in some respects. First, potentially now everyone gets to know who funded whom and if there were any quid pro quos involved. Second, it would also tell us whether a particular a corporate group funded one specific party or parties across the board now if the latter were to be true then the space for accusation and counter accusation between political parties would reduce however concerns about the role of black money in political funding continue to remain with electoral bonds now outlawed experts say this will bring back the pre 2017 electoral funding practices which were not so transparent at the moment this is what it implies that the since the bond scheme has been um, declared unconstitutional we are back to uh, pre 2017 situation where uh, most of the transactions most of the donations were in cash that also was not a very satisfactory state of affair almost 70% of all donations to all political parties were by cash so we did not know the source who are the people what kind of money is it um so um, which is why the um, we had been asking for transparency so what measures can be implemented to ensure a transparent system for funding elections in india one is that uh, we do away with the present system altogether there are two alternative uh, possibilities which we have been i have been writing about people have been talking about one is the public funding of uh, elections but more than that better than that is uh, establishment of a national election fund to which all donors can contribute and uh, the fear uh, uh, which is being held out that you know um, uh, there is reprisal from political parties again the donors and that's why they want to keep it a secret all that will disappear let them uh, contribute to the national um, uh, election fund from where it will be distributed to the political parties based on their performance electoral performance the number of votes that they get so i think that is an alternative which has been mentioned but never debated never discussed i think the time has come for it uh, to be on the table and discuss very seriously india is heading to the polls soon and any reforms in the electoral funding ecosystem are expected to be legislated after the elections in the meantime the country will revert to pre 2018 election funding methods which were also opaque the supreme court's judgment serves as a reminder that institutional changes and monitoring of election funds are imperative to scrutinize any vested interests by donors
According to an analysis, around 94% of the total value of bonds purchased between March 2018 to October 2023 were in the denomination of 1 crore rupees. Now, this shows that most electoral bonds were being purchased by corporates rather than individuals. Let's now delve into the developments shaping India's startup landscape. Indian startups are rekindling their IPO aspirations after a break this time with a renewed emphasis on improving profitability before going public. Several of them also reported robust earnings in the December quarter. This has made people wonder if India's listed startups are on the brink of a turnaround. Kasturi Akhil finds out. The pandemic-induced digital euphoria led a host of Indian startups to aim for sky-high valuations in 2021. However, the reality post-IPO fell short of expectations, with major players like Zomato, Paytm and Nika witnessing lackluster stock performances. This prompted many aspiring IPO contenders to put their plans on hold. The focus shifted to improving profitability for a successful return to the market in the future. This, coupled with other reasons such as high inflation and interest rates globally, geopolitical uncertainties and layoffs impacted investor sentiment and led to a funding winter back home. The startup funding fell by 72% in 2023, with firms securing only $7 billion. It was $25 billion in 2022 and close to $42 billion the year before. But it seems the Indian startup ecosystem is seeing signs of a turnaround now. Six startups, Zomato, Nika, Delivery, Policy Bazaar, Idea Forge, and Honasa Consumer, that is Mama Earth's parent company reported earning positives in the December quarter of this fiscal. Zomato Delivery Policy Bazaar and Idea Forge reported losses in the third quarter of FY23. During the same period of FY24, these companies have achieved profitability. Additionally, Nika and Mama Earth also demonstrated sustained growth, extending their gains when compared to a year ago. Zomato reported a consolidated net profit of 138 crore rupees in Q3 FY24, up from a net loss of 347 crore rupees in the year ago period. Delivery reported a profit after tax of 11.7 crore rupees in Q3, an improvement from the 196 crore rupees loss during the same period a year ago. PB Fintech Policy Bazaar's parent firm reported a consolidated net profit of 38 crore rupees for the December quarter, a positive shift from a loss of 87.3 crore rupees a year ago. Drone manufacturer Idea Forge posted a net profit of 14.8 crore rupees in Q3 FY24 against a loss of 7.8 crore rupees in the last year's quarter. Nika also reported a 106% year-on-year increase in its net profit to 17.5 crore rupees for the October-December quarter. Honasa Consumer reported a 264% year-on-year increase in its net profit to 25.9 crore rupees in Q3. Paytm, on the other hand, continues to be loss-making, but it narrowed its consolidated net loss to 221 crore rupees from 392 crore rupees in the previous fiscal year. Paytm shares hit a record low of 318.05 rupees on February 16 due to challenges stemming from RBI's ban on its affiliate Paytm Payments Bank on January 31st. 
Zomato reported a net profit for the third straight quarter. Experts, however, suggest that retail investors should exercise caution and perhaps observe the startup ecosystem for a few more quarters before taking the plunge in the upcoming IPOs. Companies are beginning to turn the corner. Companies are beginning to become profitable. But the question is that does that justify the valuations at which they are presently trading, even if they've shown just about a quarter of a green tick, I would call it just the first quarter of a vaguely green tick, which, which we are seeing now is, is, does that solicit the general public at large to open the bottle of champagne yet or not is a question that the next few quarters will answer. As many as 14 Indian startups are eyeing IPOs this year. These include some big names like Swiggy, Flipkart and Ola Electric, among others. Drawing lessons from the past, these startups are pulling out all the stops to ensure successful debuts on stock exchanges. Most are not profitable and are cutting costs to improve financial health. Despite potential challenges like market volatility, regulatory obstacles in fintech and competition from other IPOs, experts expect a favorable environment for startups going public in 2024 compared to the past two years. So will the Q3 results and IPO listings attract the dry powder that's being gathered. Speaking to Business Standard, Rajan Anandan from Peak XY Partners recently said the Indian startup ecosystem holds $20 billion in unallocated capital, termed dry powder, ready for investment by private equity and venture capital firms. When there is a larger company which has already you know, done their IPO and is now successful, turning their corner, becoming profitable, which indicates that there is a success to be there, and it's a highly scalable and stable story also, which puts a good you know, point in the mind of investors for them to be ready to you know, invest in the newer, newer startups where there is you know, enough potential for them to actually scale efficiently. And I believe uh, with, the, you know, uh, with the amount of cash that's there in the market and people are ready to you know, uh, invest in uh, such kinds of you know, businesses as well, where they perceive risk, but they can actually identify you know, risk mitigating factors also. Right, that will help a lot. In a recent statement to a media outlet, Kotak Investment Banking's Vijay Shankar said funding winter for startups will end by 2024 with the return of public market dynamism. Large internet IPOs will also stimulate deal making across the board. Experts conclude that Indian startups are entering a new phase, yet vigilance remains crucial for investors and industry observers to assess the sustainability of their growth trajectory. Let us now move on to financial markets. The Lal Street has been betting on IT stocks, reflected in their sharp gains recently on bets of global monetary policy easing. But with the US Fed rate cut timeline remaining uncertain, can the IT segment still extend its strength and emerge as the dark horse in 2024? Well, Harshita Singh finds out. The Nifty IT index has seen a handsome rally of 24% in the last six months and 8% so far in 2024, leaping from the worst hit sector at the bottom in 2022 to rank among the top gaining pockets by 2023 end. The turnaround 
came on bets of global interest rate cuts, which are expected to improve IT earnings by supporting corporate tech spending. However, the recent inflation data from the US has again raised fears that the path to rate cuts might not be linear. Traders globally have now pushed back expectations of a Fed rate cut to June this year against early bets of March. Analysts, however, still see space for further gains in IT counters before rate cuts play out this year. The pocket, thus, could still emerge as the dark horse of 2024, they believe. Rate cut is positive because large corporate would increase their tech spending and this in turn would increase in higher winning of deals for the companies. Also, that would benefit their highest contributing sector, that is BFSI. Also, we are seeing a demand for newer technology like artificial intelligence, cloud automation improving and also transformation deals. So this will also benefit the overall growth. Now, if we see then IT, uh, Nifty IT has grown around 23% in last one year and around just 2% in last month. So on valuation, if we see then they are not, they have not extremely grown, nor they are at very attractive levels. They are at around mid levels. So yes, one can still invest in IT counters uh, at this level and in staggered manner. The Religare analyst prefers TCS from large caps and emphasis from the mid cap basket. That said, green shoots in discretionary spend and traction in Gen AI were the silver linings in latest IT management commentaries as per Devang Bhatt of IDBI Capital, whose top picks include Wipro and Infosys. In the Q3 result preview, Bhatt said that expectation of Fed rate cuts could boost client budgets ahead even as this seems difficult currently. Bhatt added, we build in 7% and 10% yearly revenue growth for large caps, 14% and 16% for mid caps in FY25 and FY26, which is contingent on better exit in Q4 and strong deal wins in coming quarters. Similarly, those at Kotak Institutional Equities believe that while rate cut trajectory might take a while to play out in the economy, it can still increase the willingness of enterprises to open up discretionary spending. With the current March quarter widely expected to be muted, analysts believe FY25 will see improvement in IT earnings supported by Fed rate cuts in the second half of 2024. Thus, selective stock picking can be done at current levels to benefit from the upcoming cycle of global monetary policy easing. Today on February 20, Global market cues will guide sentiment back home. He's making plans for an early retirement. Business Standard. Moving on, the creator of ChatGPT, OpenAI, introduced a new advancement in generative artificial intelligence a tool capable of generating short videos instantly based on written commands. OpenAI's latest innovation, Sora, makes instant videos from written prompts. Ayush Mishra decodes what is Sora AI, explaining its significance and potential impact. Oh. 
OpenAI recently unveiled a tool capable of generating videos from text prompts named Sora. Its name is derived from the Japanese word for sky. The new model can create lifelike video sequences lasting up to a minute, following user instructions for both content and stylistic elements. Sora's is able to generate complex scenes featuring multiple characters, nuanced motions, and intricate details of both foreground and background elements. Beyond merely interpreting user prompts, the model understands the essence of real-world physics, elevating the authenticity of its creations. Sora represents the evolution of generative artificial intelligence capable of seamlessly translating textual cues into immersive multimedia experiences. Harnessing the power of data analysis, this OpenAI tool can analyze digital data like video, imagery, and sound, thereby revolutionizing creative possibilities. The tool is currently not accessible to the general public. OpenAI has limited its usage to red teamers and selected individuals including visual artists, designers and filmmakers who will provide feedback and test the product before a broader release. OpenAI has emphasized the importance of involving safety experts in evaluating the tool's potential to generate misinformation and harmful content. According to an OpenAI blog, Sora possesses a profound comprehension of language, allowing it to accurately interpret prompts and create engaging characters that convey lively emotions. The model not only understands the user's instructions in the prompt, but also comprehends how those elements translate into the real-world scenarios. Demonstrating the tool through posts on ex-OpenAI CEO Sam Altman invited users to suggest captions for videos they would like to see Sora to generate. Altman received numerous prompts on the platform and the outcomes he shared appeared pretty realistic. Google and Meta have ventured into AI technologies comparable to Sora. But OpenAI has taken it a step further by introducing hyper-realistic videos generated solely from text prompts. I'm backed by the nation's trusted bank, SBI, the banker to every Indian. Well, that is all for today. For more news, views and analysis, please log on to business-standard.com. For more news, views and updates, subscribe to Business Standard on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Also follow us on YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn.